the back seat of my pants, man, just split open. I got balls <laughs> hanging out, man. I got ass cheeks up high in the air. Welcome to the Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. He puts Joey Chestnut to shame in eating competitions. The FSS Sunshine State heavyweight, Norm Big Worm Snyder. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Flex. Jeff is out cruising somewhere in the Caribbean, man, or somewhere out there in the Gulf. I don't know, but he's not here. So we got Big Worm filling in for him today. Worm, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We just did our draft the other night, man. That's pretty solid. Did you have a good time? Had a good time. Did the free agent auction as well. And did you see Game of Thrones this past weekend, the season finale? Every every Sunday. I watch, any Sunday it's on, I watch it. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, it, it felt like a long time for me, man, because um, you know those dudes who hacked into HBO and released those episodes early the last couple of weeks prior to this past one? Yeah. Yeah, we watched them a little early. I know that's frowned upon but you know, i didn't watch it. I, I like to give them their ratings on sundays oh i rewatched it though man oh you rewatched oh, it yeah okay yeah yeah so it's all good i mean it's like the need ratings anyway they don't sell advertising there's no commercials on hbo but yeah all right man so what we got this week on this week august 28th through september 3rd august 28th michael jackson the king of pop pin pills you could say i guess would have been 59 today August 29th, Hurricane Katrina plows the Gulf Coast like Bill Cosby and the Lude. Quaaludes. You know what Quaaludes are, right? Yes. Okay. You know, I was living up in Florida in the Panhandle at the time when uh, Katrina came through. Dude, I saw a concrete garbage can outside of a Walgreens, you know those big, like, heavy garbage cans? Yeah. Dude, it was just blowing down the street, man. Blowing in the wind. It was crazy. August 30th, we got the celebrity trifecta of birthdays today on that day. Ted Williams, Cameron Diaz, and Andy Roddick all have birthdays on the 30th. And Ted Williams, how old do you think he would have been? I don't know who Ted Williams is. Are you are you kidding me? I'm serious. You're not a baseball fan, are you? I am, but not. I don't know the past. Dude, Ted Williams, the last guy to hit over 400 in a season. He batted 406 in 19... Was it 41, I believe? I think it was 41. Yeah. Anyway, Ted Williams, legendary Red Sox Hall of Famer, one of the greatest hitters who ever lived, the Splendid Splinter, would have been 99 today. August 31st, Princess Diana passed away tragically in an auto accident in Paris while being chased by the paparazzi. September 1st, Tommy Morrison, Tommy Guns, pro boxer, and star of the only Rocky movie that sucked, Rocky V. He passed away at the age of 44. I think he had AIDS or something, didn't he? Pretty sure that's what it was, or HIV, whatever. It's the same thing, right? Kind of. Kind of. All right, September 2nd. Former heavyweight champion of the world, Evander Holyfield, turns 51. September 3rd. I love this guy right here. Charlie Sheen (laughs) turns 51. 
And notorious gangster out of Boston, Whitey Bulger, also has a birthday that day, and he turns 87. Pretty sure Charlie Sheen and Whitey Bulger have more in common than just their birthdays. Am I right? <laughs> right. I'm sure. All right, Norm. Name the number one song this week in 2008, man. You ready? Ready. All right, Norm. What's your guess, big man? Um, Maybe uh, Disturbia Rihanna. Damn, you're good, man. Good. See, I picked 2008 because I knew that was kind of relevant for you. I'm not going to go back to like the 90s or the 80s. God forbid. <laughs> All right, man. Name the number one movie this week. Same year, 2008. Yo, asshole. This little is dead. Ain't no Chris Angel mind freak. David Blaine trapped all horse shit jumping off here. All right, Worm, you got a guess? Is that Tropical Thunder? Is it what? Tropical Thunder? Tropical Thunder. Uh... Let me look to the judges here. Yeah, I'll give you credit, man. It's Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Not no tropical, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. All right, man. So what did you think of Game of Thrones real quick from uh, this past weekend? Oh, I'm lost the words, really. I mean, there's so much so much happened. So much uh, theories were um, proven right. People yeah, have. The, the Jon Snow's dad. Yeah, no. man. Well, I think we all kind of knew we that. We all knew it, but we didn't. Was no, 100%. Yeah, now it's like verified. It's verified. It's valid. He's heir to the throne. Yep, and go figure at the end, they go they go show him banging his aunt, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that show's got some funny moments, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. And you got a quick announcement here real quick before we get into today's show. Don't forget to check out the all-new FantasySportsStudios.com. The site has been completely overhauled, and the new site is pretty damn amazing. You checked it out yet, Warm? Yeah, man, it looks damn good. Yeah, thanks to everyone for all the support, and we're giving it right back to you by offering FSS Street Teamers a ton of different prize league fantasy games on the new site, which includes season-long leagues, daily leagues, pick'em, ultimate lineup, and much, much more. And Fantasy Sports Studios is also putting the final touches on the all-new Fantasy Sports Social Network. It's like Facebook, but for fantasy. Sounds amazing. So again, that's FantasySportsStudios.com, and you can enjoy fantasy sports and gain awesome insight and advice all year round. All right, man, we're gonna we're gonna start off with uh, recapping some of the some of the games from the uh, week three of preseason. And before we get into that, I just want to start with a little bit of news, real quick, and that is Deshaun Kaiser was named the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Think that has any uh impact for fantasy on Kenny Britt, Corey Coleman? I think Corey Coleman. Crowell, Duke Johnson. You think Coleman's the only one that benefits there? Coleman, um uh maybe maybe Duke, because uh his um coming out of the backfield catching the ball. I really think uh Coleman probably has uh Yeah, I I agree with you actually. I think I mean, Kaiser's got a big arm. He's gonna throw it downfield and Coleman's gonna be the one to most likely be the beneficiary of that big arm of his. I think it might help Crowell a little bit. I'm not high on Crowell at all, not even in the slightest. But if Crowell's going to have any good news for him this fantasy season, it's that Deshaun Kaiser can be behind center. Because uh, Brock Osweiler, man, I don't think he was doing many favors playing quarterback back there for him. So I think with Kaiser and his big arm strength, his uh, big playability, really, I think he's going to kind of keep defenses on their toes, even though he's a rookie. I still think he's going to kind of spread the field a little bit for those guys. I agree with you. 
Yeah. And I'm not expecting anything big out of Kaiser. Don't get me wrong. I just think that just with his ability to stretch the field, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. I think it's going to open up things for Coleman, Kenny Britt, Crowell. But if I had to draft any of them, I'm probably not going to draft any of them. I'll just leave it at that. No, if I had to draft anybody, it's um, Duke Johnson late round. Yeah, I know you like Duke. <laughs> that's it. I don't know. All right, we got some other news here too, man. Spencer Ware has a PCL sprain. So, like we said last week, man, before Jeff, you know, high-tailed it out of town there on that cruise. I don't know if he's in a cruise, really, or if he's just, like, hiding somewhere in his bedroom closet because he doesn't <laughs> want to face the fact that uh, I believe I was three for three last week, and I'll have to check the tape. I know it was at least two for two on these uh, week one NFL season predictions who's going to be the starter and... Kareem Hunt looks like he's going to be the starter, man. You uh, you high on Hunt? Well he, well, he looks good. Yeah, he does. He, he looks really good. He looks um, like a do it all back. I mean, if he if he does well those like his first month and a half, I think it's his job. You know what Jeff's going to say when he comes back, right? <laughs> What's he going to say? Oh, whatever, man. Tarkandrick <laughs> West is still over there. He's gonna he's gonna take the load. You watch and see. <laughs> I'm going to throw it right back at you, Jeff. Get out of here. Sounds about right for out of him. That's right. He's always got to put a twist on it. I'm going to start calling that boy Twisty. <laughs> the All way right, he man. walks. What's up? Because <laughs> of the way he walks. Why, does he walk different? Nah. I never really looked at him walk before. You like <laughs> watching him walk away? <laughs> nah. Nah? You just you just noticed? Gotcha. <laughs> All right, man. We got Julian Edelman news for the Patriots. He's out. For the season of the torn ACL, Wes Welker style is very reminiscent of that play back against the Houston Texans at the end of the season. I think it was week 17 in 2010. And, uh, you know, I'm going to wait on element for a minute. I want to hit on that in a few minutes. I want want to start with Cam Meredith first in the Chicago Bears because a lot of Bears news coming out right now. And Cam Meredith also done for 2017 with the torn ACL. So let me ask you this, Worm. Who do you think is going to step up out of that uh, Chicago Bears receiving corps? I mean, they signed a lot of players in the offseason. Also, do you think uh, Kevin White finally validates his NFL draft position as the seventh overall pick just three years ago? I do. I was going to say Kevin White for, your, for, your, um, for the answer. You think he's actually going to stay he, on the he field? Has to, he has to step up. You think he's going to stay on the field? I think he has to stay on the field. It's, it's time. It's got to be time. Oh, I agree with you. It's got to be time. I'm not putting any faith in him, though. You... uh. You put any stock into Kevin White being a number one receiver in Chicago? Would you, would you draft him? I don't want to draft anybody out of there. Then, um, would you put, than, let me ask you this: then. Would you put him on your watch list and waivers? See a guy you're going to be looking at. I would. I would performs? look at him. Yeah. I mean, he was a seventh seventh pick overall, so there's got to be some potential out there. Oh, he's dude's got potential. He just can't stay on the field. He has no potential for staying healthy. What about some of the other guys? There? You got Victor Cruz. You got Marcus Wheaton from Pittsburgh. That kind of flew under the radar because a lot of people were asking me uh, over the summer, oh, where's Marcus Wheaton playing? Where's Marcus Wheaton playing? And you know what? When I was first asked this in, I think it was like June, I honestly didn't know where the hell he was. But he's been in Chicago now for a little while now. And they also have Kendall Wright over there. They have the rookie tight end, who I like a lot in standard as a sleeper. Obviously not going to draft this guy, but he's going to be one of the guys on my radar, especially if Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback there. And that's Adam Shaheen. And regardless of who's quarterback there, whether it be Glennon or Trubisky, I think Zach Miller is going to be a solid tight end option as well. Now, hitting on Trubisky and Glennon, who do you think comes away with that job? I mean, Trubisky's looked great. Yeah, it's preseason, but he's looked good. And 
Glennon started off slow, but he had a good show game in uh, week three last weekend. Glennon's going to be a star there. He he had a pretty pretty good showcase in week three. I don't know, don't have the stats. I think he would um forget what he started out as. I think he was what, six for eight. I think he started out like 160 yards, a mm-hmm. touchdown maybe. I, I, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, you know, it was in that ballpark for sure. He looked decent. Yeah, he did. He did. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch that game. I just saw some of the highlights. It takes me a lot to watch Chicago Bears or Cleveland Browns for that matter right now. But if I had to pick one guy to emerge as the number one receiver out of Chicago, I think it's going to be Kendall Wright. I see that. I mean, he doesn't have any value whatsoever as far as I'm concerned. But if if he were to have any value for, for 2017, it would be PPR, obviously. I could see him getting 70 balls. I think Trubisky is going to be the starter, though. Week one starter? The week one starter, yeah. Oh. Yeah. They traded up to get him. They really like him a lot. Mike Glennon, it can't be a really good environment. I would. I, I couldn't imagine it, could, it would be with them signing Glennon in the offseason to a pretty, pretty decent deal for a guy that's only played, I think, a total of 16 career games. Then to turn right around like just a month later and trade up to draft a quarterback. I would take it as kind of like a slap in the face in a, in a way, you know, because Glenn is not an old guy. It's not like he's an old veteran. I mean, dude's what, like 24, 25? Yeah, maybe 25, 26. Yeah, he's still young. Yeah, so I, I would take that as some disrespect, and there's got to be some kind of animosity in that locker room. I would I, I would imagine there would be. All right, let's go, let's go back to Edelman then. You know, I just want to get the Cam Meredith stuff out of the way because I was curious with all the options there, and nobody's really emerged. So I was just curious to get your take on the Bears receivers there. So you like Kevin White. I like him as a daily play. I'm not rostering him unless he really steps up. I just I just want to see it before I invest anything in Kevin White. Now, on the Edelman injury, who replaces Edelman's production in the Pats offense? Well, it looks like Hogan. See, everybody's saying that. But everybody's saying Hogan. But I think, I feel like Cooks. You think Cooks? I feel like you slide Cooks in, in the slot right there. Not just to be, have him be a deep threat. He's not going to be the, the slot, though. I'll, I'll tell you who I think it, how it's going to play out. But I just want to say, everybody that I know and that I've talked to is saying Chris Hogan's going to be the one to be the beneficiary of Edelman being out for the year. Now, I like Chris Hogan. I think he does get a slight uptick. But he's not getting an increased role. He's already going to be one of the starters on the outside, opposite Brandon Cooks on the other side. So... Those guys are still going to get targeted, you know, regardless whether Edelman was there or not. The guys, the two guys that I see having value in PPR leagues is Danny Amendola. We've seen him do it before when Edelman's out. We've seen him do it back in his uh, Rams days. But I'm not taking Amendola and I'm not really keeping my eye on him either. Dude's made a glass also, you know. So Malcolm Mitchell's the guy though. That's the guy that I think is going to be a sleeper for 2017. He was a rookie last year. He looked good last year. He looked good. He's a very good route runner. Tom Brady praised him when he came out of Georgia, saying how good his feet were and everything. I think Malcolm Mitchell is a guy everybody's got to keep their eye on, especially in PPR. Well, you know what? No, in both, PPR and standard. He was a touchdown machine last year too. So you think Hogan's going to take a bump? You think Cooks is going to take a bump? What do you think about Amendola? He seems injury prone. Every time he gets like... When he gets yeah, high yeah. high um number of stat, snaps, he uh, he doesn't last long. Yeah, he's he's like the Gronk of uh, slot wide receivers there. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. So let's move on to uh, the Chiefs real quick because, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Chiefs. <laughs> the Denver Broncos. So Jamal Charles, now this is one of the things I was saying last week. Jamal Charles looked pretty damn good in week three. And like I've been saying all preseason is that I believe Jamal Charles is going to get about 40% of the carries in Denver this year. So what you think, Worm? Are you starting to cross that line in the sand and come over to my side on Jamal Charles? What percentage you said again? I think he's going to get around 40%. Like I've said all years, uh, all preseason, it's going to be a 60-40 split. CJ getting the 60, Jamal getting the 40. I think you're right, 60-40. Yep. Dang, See, it takes y'all a little while, but y'all eventually come around. <laughs> what did we say before? I thought I had a source that says 60-30, Jeff, 60-40, if I'm not mistaken, again, we'll check the tape, but if Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, had uh, Jamal Charles either getting cut or getting 15% of the touches there, which is just crazy. I mean, guys like Charles and Peterson, I'm trying to think of a time where, I mean, yeah, they're older backs, but when's the last time a back as dynamic as either one of those two guys just fell off the map completely? I mean, Arian Foster, kind injuries, of, but it was injuries, though. Oh, injuries, I mean, yeah. Jamal Charles had injuries as well, so he could kind of be in that same category. But I don't know. I think Charles will present decent value in late rounds. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him earlier than rounds, probably 11, to be honest. But for those who get lucky enough to grab him in 11, I think he's going to be an okay. Uh, he's definitely decent depth, I'll put it that way. And if CJ goes down... Another one of those guys that's injury prone, then Jamal Charles. We all know Devin, Devontae Booker ain't taking anything away in that backfield. He's not taking a majority of snaps, that's for sure. All right, what about, uh? let's do a little intrigued, all right? I'm going to ask you, some, I'm going to throw some names out there. And you tell me if you're intrigued by this guy or you're good to go. You're just going to pass on him, all right? Let's start with Jarek McKinnon. After his big game uh, for the Vikings last Sunday. Pass. Passing on him? Yeah, because uh, Latavius Murray started, I believe. Yeah, there's too and many good. And Cook was out there. So, I mean. Yeah, so there's too many the, good There's too many good guys ahead of him there. I mean, even when Matt Asiata was there, he couldn't. He couldn't beat him out. Yeah, he couldn't get past that slow, fat guy, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's not going to get past Latavius Murray or the rookie Dalvin Cook. There's no way. I like McKinnon, though. I think he's got a lot of physical ability, a lot of talent. I don't know what it is, though. I don't know why. I don't. Maybe they don't like him. Maybe it's like a Mark Ingram type deal. I don't know. But, yeah, no, he's not going to succeed in Minnesota, not with those guys ahead of him. What about Bilal Powell? Intrigued. You're intrigued by him? Yeah. I know you're intrigued for PPR, for sure, but what about standard leagues? Mm. Did he get any red zone work? Any uh, touchdown production from Bilal? This Forte's been... Injury prone, like the past three, four years. I mean, he's bound to get some type of some type of play. How old's Powell? Twenty nine, I believe. Is he that old? Yeah, that's one of the concerns too. Like we 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 know how good or not good Blau Powell is. It's not like he's all of a sudden coming into his prime as a running back. Man, I'm not high on him. I'm passing. I he was on maybe Bilal like twenty seven. You sure about that? I don't know. All right, so we we're both wrong. He was right right in between us, man. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah, so for that reason, that's that's just another reason why I'm just not high on him. Not to mention he's on that terrible Jets offense. I'm passing, man. I'm passing on Bilal Powell. PPR, you know, kind of like Jamal Charles, he's good He's good depth. But I would not feel comfortable having Bilal Powell as my RB1, RB2, or even my flex, really. No. All right, how about Amir Abdullah for the Lions? 
Very intrigued. Very intrigued? Yeah. He ran the ball well, and he caught some passes. So You know, I was watching that game. I didn't watch the second half. I watched the first half. And when I was watching it, Amir Abdul did not look good. I don't know if he was playing in the second half. Maybe he was. Or maybe I was just kind of out there, man, not paying attention. Because from the few runs that I remember that I recall seeing from Abdullah, man, he did not impress at all. But you like him. I like him, too. I actually just uh, took him in a draft we did on Saturday, last Saturday. I like the upside. I like the offense he's in. I'm intrigued. I am. All right, how about Derrick Henry? Who the hell wouldn't be intrigued, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Very intriguing, but then as long as DeMarco Murray's healthy, he just comes in, he gets maybe maybe, maybe 10 carries a game. How many carries did Murray have? Was it six? I think Uh, he had six carries last weekend. And I think Henry had nine, am I correct? I think that's right. I think, I think if I can remember off top, Murray went six carries for 16 yards. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, pretty sure that's right. Um, I'll tell you, man, just the way when you when you watch Derrick Henry run, when you watched him last weekend, you just watch this guy run, man. You, and there's just something special there, you know? It's not like, oh, that's Frank Gore out there running running around. You know what I mean? I mean, Derrick Henry looks really good when he runs the ball. Strong runner. Yeah, he's decisive. He's, he's aggressive. And the most surprising thing to me, man, who the hell knew a guy that big has pretty damn good hands? He's got pretty good hands. He can catch the ball. Yeah. Man, I would take him. I would take him fairly, not fairly high. I shouldn't say that because. Oh, wait, six round? I take him round six, round seven. Yeah, I just I think he's gonna take over for Murray. Murray's an older back. Although surprisingly, I think Murray's the same age as Blaw Powell. I think I think Murray's twenty nine. Yeah, I know he's right around there. Uh but it just feels like Murray's been around forever. But Derrick Henry, man, I'm very intrigued. Oh man, if I could get him in Dynasty. Real quick, off topic. Who who has him in our Dynasty League? Do you know? Jeff. Does Jeff have Derrick Henry? Jeff has him. Yeah, that's a hell of a pick, man. I like Derrick Henry going forward. But I think for 2017, you're going to see a much more balanced timeshare in the Tennessee backfield with Murray and Henry. I mean, I'd say, how would you break it down last year? Would you say Murray probably got like maybe 70, nearly 70%, 70 or something, 30, right? yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to come down a little bit. I don't think it's going to be quite 50-50, but maybe a little bit like Charles and Anderson. It could be like a 60-40, 65-35. They got to get Henry at least 200 carries, I would think. As much as they run the ball in Tennessee, they got to get that man 200 carries. And you know what? I'm going to fire up that prediction machine, man. I'm going to make a prediction right here, right now. Fire up the prediction machine. I see it coming, man. I mean, Henry ran hard. And I think he's going to take that job over from Murray. Screw the 60-40. I'm going all in right now. All right? I think it's going to be 60-40 for most of the season. And I think Henry's going to take over that job. I mean, I'd be scared. Right now, I'd be scared to draft DeMarco Murray in 2017. I would be. And staying with Hennessy real quick, this was something that stood out to me as well. Rashard Matthews, your former boy there in Miami. You know, I, like most people, thought that Matthews was going to be the odd man out with the Eric Decker signing and they drafted Corey Davis. I had Matthews kind of slated as a low-end, wide receiver three, high-end four. And now that Decker is silent with a right ankle injury, of course he is. I mean, Decker and Gronk. <laughs> and I'll throw Jordan Reed in there as well. I mean, these guys are just made of, like, popsicle sticks, paper clips, and toilet paper. 
They're the, they'll win you weeks, but they'll cost you seasons too, man. Well, not Decker so much. He's He just costs you a wasted draft pick because that dude doesn't do dick when it comes to November, December. Get your hopes up yeah. first few weeks. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on Rashard, Rashard Matthews? Rashard Matthews, he looked, he looked good. What what do you have, four or five catches? I think 62 yards. I can't yards. remember his stat line, but just, just watching him play in the eyeball test, it was – I think he might be the number one good. there. Yeah, I think he I mean, is. I, I don't know who else. Has anybody had an easier road – to climb back to the number one on the depth chart than Rashard Matthews. In the offseason, you had Tajay Sharp get arrested. He's out right now. He got arrested? Oh, you know about that? I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. What happened? You know, I don't recall. I can't remember if it was domestic violence or if it was... I can't remember what the hell it was. Uh But, um, yeah, he got arrested back, you know, in the offseason, during the offseason. And, yeah, Corey Davis was hurt. Number one draft pick for them. And now Eric Decker, the guy they brought in, he's out now. Yeah, Matthews has got, I mean, how often do you see three guys ahead of you on the depth chart just drop like flies? Because Tajay Sharp was trending high at the end of last season. Like, he was starting to kind of emerge, and now he's kind of the forgotten man in Tennessee. And, you know, real quick about forgotten men, Josh Gordon's been in the news recently. You think he's going to be reinstated this uh, next month? I, I don't think so. I looked some stuff up there today, and like, Goodell wasn't looking having like any interest in it. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, he does not give two shits about Josh Gordon playing in the NFL. No, not at all. And Gordon's twenty six. I'm going to say this right now, making a declaration right here. It's over for Josh Gordon. It's over. I still see people drafting him. It's over, man. It's over. Even if he comes back, I mean. It's just too risky. I think everybody needs to move on from him. Including yourself. Yes, including myself. That's why <laughs> I'm making that statement right now. I mean, I just recently got over Justin Blackman not coming back. Dude, Blackman <laughs> yeah. was amazing when he was on the field. He was. Oh, man. You know, then you do like a 30 for 30 on ESPN, you know, about Robert some of C. these like great, talented players who just, you know, couldn't get it together, man. Couldn't keep their head right. I mean, they did that. They did that one of that running back who went to Oklahoma State. I uh, know Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Sorry, with uh, Barry Switzer back in the. Oh 80s. yeah, I forget his name off top, but yeah. same. Yeah, man. I mean, Justin Blackman. You remember how good he was the oh, first couple he years was, in the league? He was great, dude. He was. He's on the field. As he good, was good, if not better than Josh Gordon. The reason he played, the reason why he didn't get much notoriety. <laughs> I'm saying no, he didn't get much notoriety because he was in Jacksonville. Yeah, Josh Gordon was in freaking Cleveland. Yeah, but. <laughs> I still well, at least Cleveland has a following with football. At Jacksonville, they don't. No, but and Gordon did a first season, well, fourteen games anyway, in one season that was pretty damn outstanding. But Blackman never really had that opportunity. But on a game by game basis, I bet their stats are pretty similar, pretty damn close. I bet. And he had what? Who, who's the quarterback of Jacksonville? Who was the quarterback? Was it Chad Henney for Jacksonville back when Blackman was there? Uh, don't oh no, know. he was in Miami. Was I think he was in still Miami in Miami. Still. Might have been Miami still. So it was a freaking Blaine Gabbert, or uh, I guess it could have been Blaine Gabbert. Could have been. Anyway, I'm getting way off track. Man, <laughs> dude, let's hit on the 49ers real quick too, because there's some things I want to talk about real quick. And that's uh Brian Hoyer, man. He looked really good again. It's preseason. Looked sharp. It's preseason. What was he, nine for nine started off. Like dude, that? started off nine for nine, a buck fifty-two, two TDs. Dude, call me crazy. 
I think Kyle Shanahan has a nice little offense set up in place there in San Francisco. I think the combination of Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garçon, I think it's going to work really well for Hoyer in that offense. Got the running back um, Hyde. Hyde. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hoyer is a, a poor man's Brett Favre. A very, very poor man's Brett Favre. But you, you know what I mean. He's like a gunslinger. He's like, yeah. He'll, he'll throw you in the game or out of the game. Yeah. He's, he's Romo-esque, Favre-esque. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying draft Hoyer by any means, but he could be a decent, you know, by week fill-in, you know? I mean, definitely for daily. Absolutely. I take him in daily all year long. I mean, Hoyer's usually good for the usual two touchdowns, three picks, 250 <laughs> passing. That's typical stat line for him. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Carlos Hyde, I th- he's moving up my board a little bit. And probably going to bounce him up. My my ADP, I'd probably move him up to about the mid-fourth. I mean, yeah. I just think the offense is going to open up in their running lanes, running lanes for big nasty. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I can't use big nasty. That's that's way rough. Uh, mid-size nasty. Mid-size. Yeah. I mean, Marquise Goodwin, forty-six yard catch too. Duke can stretch the field. I think he just kind of got lost in the shuffle in Buffalo. I mean, they're more of a running team as it is in Buffalo, yeah. but I think Goodwin as a deep threat and Garcon reunited with Kyle Shanahan. Good route runner. Man, I just like that combination. And I did not think that way a few weeks ago. I like Garcon, but I, I didn't realize how how quick Marquise Goodwin is. Though. He's fast, man. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, dude's fast. Speaking of looking good, man, Kelvin Benjamin looked good. And <laughs> I don't mean on the field, but damn. I haven't seen a man lose a weight like that. Like that quick. Since 9-11, when like, some hefty fat dude jumper took flight, man. <laughs> what? Too soon? Nah. Nah. I mean, I'm just kidding, man. I mean, don't take it seriously, anybody that's listening. I'm just BSing, you know. Just I need a filter sometimes, man. Like that dude chant from, uh, what was it, Anchorman? Just, just crops up in <laughs> the old noggin there, you know. And just comes out, man. I mean, I would have said Nate Newton or somebody, you know, like from the Cowboys, Nate Newton back in the day. But I'm not sure if anybody, or of course people would, but not many maybe, would know who the hell I'm talking about. You know who Nate Newton was, right? No. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't. I was didn't he? A, well, was he a lineman? Yeah, he was one of the first guys I could think of just now. Um, he, uh, dude, yeah, he was huge. Let's call him Nasty Nate. He was like almost 400 pounds, pushing 400, right? You look at him now, I man, looks like Tyrone Biggums. Looks like a crackhead now, and he has <laughs> for a long time. I don't know how he lost the weight he did that quickly. But, man, you look at him side by side. You know what? I'm going to post picture a picture on the website, on the fan page, on the member page, the Street Teamer page. I'm going to post Nate. I'm going to post a picture of Nate Newton circa 1995 and Nate Newton 2002. And you're going to be like, bullshit, that's not the same guy, man. Try, stop trying to mess with me. I'm telling you, man, it's that drastic of a, of a difference. I couldn't believe it. But anyways, man. Are you intrigued by Kelvin Benjamin? Would you draft him? We yeah. still got some drafts left to go. I would, I would draft him. May, I'd, mm. Well, of course you would draft him, but how about uh, between round seven and nine? Would you take a shot on him there? If he's there, yeah. I don't think he'll be there that late. I think he'll go around four or five. I don't think he goes four. He might go. I think I could see him going late five. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him there. Seven through nine, I would consider it. That's why I just... Through those numbers at, at you. So you would take him where? Round five? Five or six. Yeah. 
Depending on who's there. If, I mean, you like him as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three? Two? Maybe two? Yeah. If I can get him as a three, I'd be okay a, with it because be nice. there's a lot of depth at receiver this year. And people have been saying, you know, over the past few years that wide receiver is a deep position. Wide receiver has not been a deep position for the past few years, despite what, you know, the common perception is. Because once you got past a certain round the last few years, there was a huge drop off. Yeah. Huge drop off. I mean, this year, I mean, look at this. I just, the draft we did Saturday, I got Pierre Garçon, what, like round 12? Yeah. Something like that? Something like that. And that's hell of a good value right there. I was good with that. And he's like my wide receiver five. So five deep and you get him in the 12th round. I mean, that's good. That's good. So we're going to step out of bounds here for a minute. Or we're going to, nah, we're not going to go completely out of bounds. We'll kind of stay, we'll kind of walk that tightrope along the white paint there. You know what I mean? I hear you. Time to flex. All right, man. Five questions. All right. Some related to fantasy. Okay. Some related to your own personal life. What is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to you? The most embarrassing thing that's happened to me? Yep. Probably just falling in public. Walking and you just fall. You do that often? Not not, any, not, not anymore. When not I was anymore. younger, I used to fall. Sometimes I trip over myself. Frequently? Not, like, not too frequently, but it would happen. Wait, like, Tell me the public. truth. Jeff used to push it down, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he? Nah. Nah. I thought you were going to go about two hours ago when we were out there taking pictures. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The shirt, the shirt that I uh, that I brought you was a couple sizes too small for Big Worm. <laughs> Extremely small. But we got it done. We got it done. <laughs> Good sport about a mayor champ. Uh, for me, <laughs> when I saw this question, man, I had one thing that immediately came to head, man. All right, you're aware of the Breakers in Palm Beach, Palm Beach Island, the Breakers Hotel, like that luxury resort? No. Wow, really? You live in South Florida, you know what the hell the Breakers is? Damn, dude. That's crazy. All right, anyway, I used to bartend out there when I was uh, 22, 23, somewhere around there. 22. And... We were doing some kind of, I think it was like a Republican convention or a Democratic convention. I, I don't know what the hell it was. Anyway, it was at the uh, the Kravitz Center in downtown. And it was this big like banquet ball thing, right? And I'm all dressed in the tux and all that. And and dude, I was a little reckless back in the day, man. I was I was kind of, uh, you know, I just, man, let's just go. Like I would just, I would free ball often. Let's put it that way, right? I just, <laughs> I didn't wear drawers too often. You know what I mean? And... <laughs> This is so embarrassing, dude. So I'm at work and we have lockers there, right? I change into my, my uh, work clothes and my damn tuxedo pants that they gave me, too small. <laughs> too small, right? So you walk around. Didn't have my size. <laughs> so you can kind of see my penis a little bit pressed against the pleats. And that, that's fine. I'm not embarrassed about that. That's fine. All right. So... I'm free balling, remind you. All right? No drawers on. Just dangling around. Or not really dangling because it's pretty tight in there. But anyway, I'm holding this big tray of drinks. And I'm bringing them out. Out to the ballroom area, right? I go to set the tray down. And then I dropped like a, I think it was like a glass. It's like a highball glass, something like that. I bend down to pick it up. Did you ever see the movie The Great Outdoors? 
Yeah, but it's been John some, Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Been some years. Do you remember that scene where there's a bear in the house and they shoot the bear and they hit him right in the ass and his ass just like explodes like the hair just poof and it's just like bear ass. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I bent down, picked up that glass. My it it looked just like that bear scene, man. My my the back seat of my pants, man, just split open. I got balls <laughs> hanging out, man. I got ass cheeks up high in the air. Dude, everybody, not just not just the people that were at the convention. Everybody that I bartended with there. Just seeing me just friggin' as God maybe, man, just out there and all natural, right? <laughs> so that was the worst, man. So needless to say, this is so messed up. You know what I did? Statue of limit- limitations hasn't really quite come up yet, but I don't think anybody from the breakers is listening anyway. So I was so embarrassed. I went to the back storage room. I grabbed two bottles of champagne, and I drove my ass home. I never came back again. That's when I asked you how long did you stay there after? Stay like, where? How, how long did you were employed there after the fact? I never went back again, man. <laughs> I never went back again. That was it. I was done. <laughs> I was like, dude, I can't, I can't face y'all again anymore, man. This is, this is too much for me. This is it. So yeah, that's what that's what came to my my uh, mind when I saw that question. That's pretty embarrassing. It was pretty damn embarrassing. Yeah. All right, no, moving on now. Number two, have you ever made an in-store purchase and felt uncomfortable, or maybe even a little embarrassed? purchasing this item and if so what was it i've never made i've never bought anything that was embarrassing like i've I'm, never been to the store and like got something that was way out of whack yeah i never purchased anything i should say that was embarrassing to me i did have a moment though when i was at the store looking for something uh, all right same time frame as the breakers actually man about 22 years old man <laughs> Damn, i got like a good time a rough right? patch Huh? Yeah, a little rough patch there. Oh, dude. Well, looking back on it, it's, it's kind of fond memories. You know that in the moment it really sucks, but later on you look back on you it. You can it's talk like, about it and laugh at it. Man, that's some good memories back then. Some good days, good times. So, actually, this is probably about two months, actually, believe it or not, prior to <laughs> the whole uh, Great Outdoors ass blowing out. All right, I was kind of, uh, I had a good month, let's say, with the ladies, right? Pretty good month. And... I kind of had one of those like sensations, you know what I mean? I know this is a very graphic episode. Sensation, today. I'm sorry. yeah, like <laughs> a little, like a like a rash, maybe like it, like yeah, like a rash, I guess, right? Little little redness, little, little redness. redness. So of course, I pull up my phone, go to Google, and every time I do, I think the worst. So I'm over there thinking I got like the clap or something, you know? I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I was like, oh man, so. I'm not feeling too hot, man. So, you know, I drive my ass down to the health department and because uh, I didn't have insurance at the time, I was uh, working for the breakers and uh, their benefits weren't the best. Why well, I took two bottles of champagne on my way out. And I'm being interviewed by the doctor, right? He's asking me questions and everything. And he's like, oh, well, how many unprotected partners, how many partners have you had unprotected relations with? You know, I throw a number out there and I won't go into it, but. It's pretty it's big enough in the last 30 days to make him uh, stop running and look up at me for a second. So come to find out, man, I spend like end up spending like three hours at the damn health department, right? All because I'm allergic to latex. 
<laughs> yeah, but man, that was a big sigh of relief. Yes. But you know what they did to me? They stuck a, a big ass Q-tip Mm-mm. right up there, man. Oh, Mm-mm. most painful thing. I'm never. Oh man. Yes. Oof. I'm a happy married man. I won't be sticking my junk nowhere where showing bitch shouldn't be. So I don't have to worry about ever, ever, ever doing something like that again. Anyway, uh, so why this in-store purchase was bad? Because before I went to the health department, I go to CVS. And I'm 22. I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, I might, I might have thought I did at the time. So I go and ask the pharmacist, man. I was like, hey. Because, like I said, I was on Google, WebMD, all those, trying to find a, a cure or whatever. Or <laughs> a remedy. Or, no, I'm sorry, I was trying to diagnose. I'm sorry, I was trying to diagnose what the hell I had, and I thought it was a clap. So, I go to CVS, and I asked the pharmacist. I was like, hey, man, do you guys have anything for the clap? Like, over-the-counter clap medication or something, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I didn't know you need prescription for, like, antibiotics like that, you know? The dude's looking at me like I'm freaking retarded, man. He's looking at me like, what the hell did you just ask me? <laughs> and... He's telling some of the pharmacy techs about my question. And they're laughing at me. So that was pretty damn embarrassing. Not only to have to admit that to them that I think I have to clap, but for them to be pointing and laughing at me on top of it, not a good day. All right, moving on. Man. Let's get to some fantasy stuff real quick. Oh, man. All right, Norm. Give me your top three draft picks for draft day food. What are the three must-haves to snack on on draft day? Chicken wings. Agreed. Some chips, Agreed. salsa, you know, whatever. Um, any kind of chips is good with me. And you say drink? No, nah, just food. You can just pick food? a drink if you want. Well, I'm sure it'd be Bud Light for you. Or I would say a beer. A, a, nice, a nice cold beer. Ice cold beer, yeah, nice cold beer. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the wings. I'm going to agree with you on the chips. I kind of dig those jalapeno poppers on draft day too, man. Like, yeah. Or you know what? This is There was this guy um, I did a league with for a long time. He... Uh, you know JJ Muggs restaurant over there in yeah. Jupiter. Yeah, my friend Ryan owns that, and man, he used to cater our draft. We used to have a live draft upstairs in like the private room, and uh, dude, he would cater everything. Oh man, that was the best draft day there. Speaking of restaurants and uh, draft day, though, how about Chris, man, Das Beer Garden in Jupiter, man? How come he's not dishing out free food? He gives us like a twenty percent discount when we draft to his restaurant. Well, I don't, he needs to cater that man. I'm he gonna does. Him. We're gonna see him. He, on he's in. Saturday, he's in right? it. I mean, we're seeing him Saturday. Sa- I thought it was Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We should. We should talk about that. All right, man. So uh, moving on here. Dumbest popular phrase or saying that you have ever heard. Mine. Yeah, uh, you. I'm not talking cu- to Jeffrey today. <laughs> Mine is uh, the customer's always right. I hear that all the time. The customer's always right. The customer's always right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not down with that one either, man. Some, there's some a-hole customers out oh, there. I don't know. Like, as soon as they walk in the store, they think they're a whole other person. I, I don't. I just don't understand what goes to their head. Mm-hmm. That's true. For me, man, it's um. You know that saying, "I love you to the moon and back." Mm-hmm. Dumbest phrase I have ever heard in my life. You know where that came from? Don't know where it came from. All right, look at this. In 2004, there was a terrible. Terrible. Ben Affleck and I guess you could say Jayla was in it, even though she only had maybe like five minutes of screen time. So it was called Jersey Girl. Came out in 04. Will seen Smith a had a cameo in it. Huh? I've seen the movie. You've seen it? Yeah, terrible. So Will Smith had a cameo in it towards the end there, right? 
and he's playing himself, and he's, I don't know, I don't know what the hell he's doing, going for like an audition or something, I don't, well, I don't know if he's doing that, because that's probably not something that he does, he doesn't probably go on auditions, but uh, anyway, he was doing something, and he's talking to Ben Affleck's character about how much he loves his family, loves his kids, and wants to be with his kids, and he says, every time I leave the house, I tell my son that I love you so much, I love you to the moon and back. Now, that stupid-ass phrase came out 13 years ago, and I heard it in the movie back then, never thought anything of it. Why all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, that phrase is starting to be thrown around all the time? And somebody just like, everybody just start watching that Jersey Girl movie, and... Oh, I got to use this. This is dope. Love you to the moon and back. This is dope. It's the stupidest damn phrase I've heard in my life. What the hell does it even mean? I love you to the moon and back. What? That doesn't, that, uh, it doesn't mean dick. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean... It's, it's, just, it's just stupid words. Words for stupid I love words. you. Stupid words. Rest in paradise is another one that annoys me. Rest in paradise. Rest in paradise. Man, what did Fergie say that? So 2000 late. Man, both <laughs> them things are like old. Old. <laughs> Stop using that stuff. Last one before we get out of here. How many total roster spots do you prefer in fantasy football for PPR, standard, and dynasty? Um, I think PPR, standard, I think 15 is fine. 15? But, um, I like 18 for both of those. 18? I like to have a deep bench, man. I do. Some of those players you're never going to play, though. I don't care, if man. We're doing drafts. Play. I'm like, damn, I wish I wish, wish we were still drafting so I could just grab him just stash him. Stash him. <laughs> stash him? Yeah, I like to stash what about Dynasty? Dynasty, um, I like the was it thirty two regular. Um, for our league, yeah. What's our what's our is third thirty plus two IR spots. So yeah, thirty two total. Yep. See, I like that with the, with the two IRs. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I think it's a perfect number. Yeah, yeah. Glad I came up with that one, right? I'm. Yep, yep. Really glad. I can yeah. put Cam Meredith on there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you had Cam Meredith in that league. Yeah. Oh, good for you, man. You know what's so <laughs> funny? Oh, speaking on this real quick. You know, Jeff was talking crap uh, on one of the episodes recently, saying how terrible my dynasty team is. Is he kidding me? Look how it's all worked out for me now. Looks pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. That Cream Hunt, looking damn good. I got him what, locked up four years for what? For two bucks? Two bucks. Two bucks, then three, four, five. Oh, dude, or two, four, six, eight, I think it was. Yeah. No, solid, man. Solid. Anyways, dude, we, I know we got to get going here. It's We're running out of time, but. We'll have another show for you guys here next week. And Jeff will be back. I feel like he just went on vacation, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. He's always on vacation. Dude, what's he doing taking all his vacations, man? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're doing a lot of work over here with the uh, the whole overhaul and everything else. And he's out there just riding big boats. <laughs> riding big boats. Man. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Worm? I think, we all, I think we're all good. Yeah, I think Touch we're good, everything, man. Um, Plus everything. We're week three. Yeah, yeah. We're good, man. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See ya! You ain't saying bye, Norm? Oh. You too good to say bye? <laughs> see y'all next week, man. All right, man. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Very polite of you. Good job. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FantasySportsStudios. 
Yeah.